Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Run With Ally Live. We are here. It is September 17th. 2019 and we are chatting everything from running to fitness to lifestyle related. I like to bring special guests onto the podcast who really kind of relate to the bigger fitness community and it doesn't need to be just professional runners of course because everybody comes to me and they just think that's what I do predominantly but we want to bring all of us together um, in the fitness industry so I invite various fitness professionals, uh, various doctors that specialize in the field, along with runners and just anyone interested in fitness. Um, and so today we have a special guest, Felicia Romero, who is, uh, she actually has her own podcast known as the Diet Dropout Podcast. So you should check that out as well. Um, another fit pro and she, uh, I'd like actually her to tell us a little about herself and then we could just dive into the chat and answer um, a bunch of questions for you guys to listen to. So Felicia, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining. So a uh, question. So tell us about yourself and why you're here. Yeah, no. So I, I guess for me, I've been in the fitness industry quite a while and I just, I love that you reached out because I'm all about collaboration over competition. I, I will, I wish that, you know, more women collaborated together versus afraid to reach out or afraid to collaborate or, you know, just talk to each other. So yeah, I'm here to just spread the the message of health and fitness. And for me, my story is a little bit different than most. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to get into it with you today. I love that. Yeah. So thank you so much. And also, I would just love to hear more about, you know, I think you have, the reason why I invited you onto the show is because you speak about, you know, women. And I really love your story after perusing through your entire Instagram and just knowing a little about you, but knowing about you enough to the point where you really call my attention because I can relate to a lot of I guess, things that brought you into this profession. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, and I find it ag- extremely inspiring and amazing that you made yourself so vulnerable and you put yourself out there uh, because it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. And sometimes I, you know, when you talk about vulnerability, being in the fitness industry, I was afraid to share a lot of those vulnerabilities because, you know, being a fitness pro, you're kind of looked at as like, oh, you have to, you know, work out every day and eat perfectly all the time. And that is definitely not who I am. And so when I first shared that or shared about my health struggles or my insecurities, it definitely opened the door up to so many more people reaching out and saying, wow, thank you for sharing. I feel that way too. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and you said you didn't really view yourself as a fit pro. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, I, I guess, you know, I don't necessarily identify with that. I just, I, for me, even though I have been in the fit, health and fitness industry, I was a trainer now, I've been a trainer now for about 16 years, um, have a master's in exercise science from Arizona State. But for me, you know, I don't necessarily identify myself with that because it's, it's not something that necessarily overtakes my life. I feel like a lot of fitness pros out there live and die, you know, with their workouts and with eating this perfect this perfect meal plan. And that's not who I am. If anything, I'm human. Um, I've learned to um, sort of manage it all. And I, I don't really use the word balance anymore because I feel that's a tough thing for a lot of people. I manage it in a sense that I find with what works best for me. Um, I don't promote fads. I don't promote diets per se. And even so, I don't even promote extreme, extreme training because I saw the implications or actually felt the implications of what that did to me. And now I vow to just, you know, really never take my health for granted and to just inspire people with my story. And that's how I hope to help people versus, you know, aspiring to, or um, prescribing to any sort of fad or trend or jump on the bandwagon of what everyone else is doing. So, yeah. So if I were to go to you and this is, you know, I'm sure you've gotten many types of questions like this and be like, Hey, Felicia, uh, you know, I really want to be skinny and toned, but I don't want to, you know, just like uh, get fat. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm just so, you know, you get say you tell someone to start running. Right. And they don't right. see any results and they're actually seeing more fat on their body. Right. Um, and they're really, really frustrated. You see it, you know, they don't even really have to say much more. Um, what would you what would you tell that person? You know, I, I, this is a good question because I feel like a lot of people focus on the numbers, whether it be a scale, whether it be body fat percentage, things like that. If, if we only focus on those things, I feel like it really takes away from all of the other progress that can be happening, like more energy, feeling better, maybe better joints, um, overall, you know, just overall just feeling better as a human. And so I feel like when we do focus on the physical goals, um, that it can allow us to really enjoy the journey because the numbers are not always going to say what you want, you know, but if you're enjoying the process and you're, you're taking baby steps to ultimately just feeling better then then, I mean that right there, you've already won half the battle. So especially if you're a runner, I know that your audience is a lot of runners, you know, you're not going to be able to run a marathon in a day. Um, so I'm all about baby steps. So if you can, you know, start with walking or if you want to start with a lap around, you know, one lap around a track or whatever it may be, that is better than nothing. And is ultimately going to get you to that goal. Um, and so I always say it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, that's, 
That is the all-time favorite saying. Um, yeah. It's very, it's so true. And a lot of my runners and my clients, uh, actually, they have a dual goal of running for fat loss. So yeah. what I really, really try to emphasize is as much as running and intervals are important, nutrition and recovery is just as important, if not more. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just even with my experience that I felt like the more I would say, quote unquote, cardio I did, um, the worst I got, I actually really saw more results with, um, you know, moderate intensity when it comes to cardio, weightlifting was really great for me. And, you know, just really keeping the nutrition up. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, just so I could, you know, remind my listeners here, when I ran, I actually had 17% more body fat. And by no means do I have any sort of crazy fat loss story. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it, it definitely, I don't, I did not look like the trainer and coach and athlete I am today. Right. And the second I, I got a trainer, mm -hmm. I had a coach and that inspired me to actually become one after leaving corporate America and my body completely changed. Um, I was not training for, you know, I wasn't lifting heavy, um, doing light reps. I wasn't lifting as much for strength as I was for, uh, I guess, like my physique and like my aesthetic um, looks, which was a mistake. Because when you're running for a marathon, you should not be doing that. Yeah. You should be lifting for strength. And so you got to find that happy medium between the two, um, especially if you have dual goals. But I do believe that performance and pain-free programs come first in that aspect because if you want to run 26 miles uh you know 26.2 miles and you don't want to get injured uh yeah the former yeah. is probably the better which is uh lifting heavy but uh doing less reps so you know i love that and i love that you know yeah when you just do cardio it's probably not gonna work actually it right. won't because right. you've got to keep things dynamic mm -hmm. once your body gets to use the same thing it won't change and then you're just going to start eating and, yeah. you know, expecting the best, but seeing the worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But it's all about the process. Right. Um, so I guess, um, I'm, so we know what you specialize in. Um, you, you basically um, elaborated on like what you do, but can you elaborate more on your journey from yeah. your beginning to now as a fit pro? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, I, I went to Arizona State. I actually was studying law. Uh, I was wanting to be a lawyer. Um, so I have my bachelor's in political science. So took my LSAT for law school, was going down that road, but I kind of came at that crossroads in life. Um, especially, again, I would never want to go back and be 21 again, 22 again, because, you know, sometimes things are just unclear about what your future holds. And for me, I'm an anxious person, so I always wanted to know what I was doing. I always was getting ready for something. I was always like preparing for something. And I was at a crossroads in my life because I knew that I didn't want to be a lawyer. Um, I didn't want to sit in an office. You know, I, I didn't want to work those kinds of hours. And I honestly didn't want that student debt. So I started training people at that time. And I just, you know, because I, I was going to school at the time and, you know, getting certified and training people, I could... Um, train people around my schedule, like what I needed for school. So I just fell in love with it. I f I'm a natural teacher and I love to help. So that's something that I just really fell into and just loved every step of it. Um, so I continued my education, got my master's 
um, from Arizona State. I actually played softball there as well. Um, I was there on scholarship and I, so I've always been an athlete, but, um, but that's when I really found my passion and I, I, I decided that I was just going to go that route. So started training people right out of my home, turned my garage into a gym. And then I started competing. I started competing, uh, getting ready for my first fitness competition. And I trained for something called the NPC. And I was also an IFBB. So I was an IFBB pro. So think, you know, for those of your listeners who may not know what that is, think like Arnold Schwarzenegger and those big competitions. That's what I competed in as a female. So with what I trained in, I was figure. And that's basically kind of like a beauty pageant with muscle. And at the time I started competing, um, it was just, it was 2004, so a long time ago, competed for nine years as a pro, competed in the Olympia, gosh, six years in a row with my best placing. I placed top four in the world at one point. Um, Tons of magazine covers. I've been on covers of Oxygen Magazine, Muscle and Fitness, Hers, Flex. Um, But during that time as well, during competing is when I also suffered the most. So I'm a firm believer that even though you may physically look healthy, you may not always be healthy on the inside. And that was me. So I epitomized, you know, a great physique, great, you know, great body. But inside I was struggling. I had a bunch of health issues. I was mentally not good. I suffered from extreme body dysmorphia because when you put such an emphasis on the aesthetic for so long, it really takes over your life. And I was never lean enough. I was never in shape enough. I was never good enough. And that really plays with you over the years. And really, it, it, it you know, um, it started a lot of food issues. I had binge eating disorder. Um, I was afraid to even eat fruit or anything with sugar. And when I did, I would binge on it. And that vicious cycle lasted for a couple of years until towards the end of my competing years is when everything just kind of came to a standstill and my health was at its worst. And that's when I told myself that I never wanted to take my health for granted again. Um, so from then until now, that was about 2015 is when I decided to heal. Um, and over the last four years, I, my whole mindset towards fitness has changed. You know, I, I don't take my health for granted anymore. I don't take my mental health for granted anymore as someone that lived with anxiety and depression. And I look at fitness in a whole new light. Um, I look at fitness as something that is personal to each and every one of us and how we treat it. Um, It's not something that is extreme for me and I don't look at it as a chore anymore, but I look at it as something that I get to do each and every day, um, whether it's in the gym or just walking around the neighborhood. Um, There's no label for me with fitness anymore. There's no good or bad foods, right or wrong. It's really just truly what makes me feel good and what doesn't. And that's how I live my life now. I honestly love that because in relation to not just you, but especially to runners too, like everyone, a lot of people just think it's all about time and it's all about getting your PR, your personal record. But really what matters in the long run is what makes you feel good. I love that you said that. And for me, my take on running, um, you know, I've been injured um, through poor habits, nutrition, you know, recovery, overtraining, you know, just trying to go too fast too soon. Um, but really in the long run, I want to run till I'm 90. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what a lot of my listeners want too. And so bringing you on here and hearing that from someone like you, who's been through a serious competition, you know, kind of suffered internally, um, competing for something, 
you know, mm-hmm. same kind of idea as a marathon, that mm-hmm. mental toughness, that kind of barrier, you know, and then just kind of mm-hmm. overcoming that and realizing, you know, hey, I want to be fit for life and healthy. That's mm-hmm. what's important. And that's what matters to every single person. Yeah. Um, every single fitness or any anyone wanting to get into fitness running um, or just be a healthy individual. And I love that. And yeah. so thank you for sharing that because it's, yeah. it's certainly not easy to do that. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes you have to go through some stuff to really appreciate that. You know, the same goes for, you know, people who maybe have an addiction. And I even think exercise can be an addiction. Um, But people who have suffered from different addictions, whether drug addiction, alcohol addiction, and you're like, gosh, why can't you just, you know, get your mental mental state right? And sometimes it takes a like, you know, kind of hitting rock bottom until you make those changes. And for me, obviously, it wasn't as extreme as like, you know, losing my life or like having a drug addiction. But I was for me, I, I was at my rock bottom. You know, I felt my worst. I not only with all the health stuff, but I also feel that can translate into personal life, too. I was so focused on my physical. I was so focused on the gym, you know, because my the sport that I was in was a, is a very selfish sport. And I never had healthy relationships. Um, you know, I, 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 all of the friends that, sur- that I was surrounded with were also doing the same thing. So it was really tough to find that really the healthy support. Um, so I think it all goes hand in hand. Yeah, I definitely understand uh, where you're coming from. I haven't ever competed, um, but I've, you know, I've seen that. And also, you know, I've suffered my own battles that I haven't really talked about. I'm on here um, yet, but, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, being in something so demanding, it definitely can have those kinds of effects, especially in relationships when you're, you're, excuse me, so focused on like that one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you just get better. It can only get better. You do. You live and you learn, you know, and, and like I said, maybe at that time I look back and I have no regrets, but maybe at that time. I had to just, that had to be my focus. I had certain goals that I wanted to accomplish. And unfortunately, you know, that, that was my goal and that's what I needed to focus on. And so I don't regret any of that time. You know, we all have seasons and journeys in life and that was part of my season. Um, and I've had a lot of other seasons as well, you know, so, you know, it just, you just kind of go with the flow of life. So. Yeah, definitely. I love that. We're all human. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So more, I wanted to more transition, um, into your online training business and, you know, how you really got that to flourish because you seem very successful and yeah. What advice would you give to new fitness professionals that are looking to really branch their fitness into the online, um, training business in addition to maybe in real life? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, for me over the years, and the, you know, kind of talking about my kind of going a little bit back to where my journey has kind of brought me is, you know, I, I built an online training business, I've owned gyms in the past. So I actually have 12, 13 years of experience owning brick and mortars, um, sold my last gym about two years ago, to transition fully online. Um, but even through that time, like when social media started to become, you know, um, more prevalent, I was helping people online, but never to the degree of what I've been doing the last two years. And so I've been able to build a six figure business, online training business um, with different details. And I'll talk about how to do that. Um, But, you know, really you have to figure out who your client is, you know, who are you speaking to? Who is your audience? 
Um, and who are you trying to help? You know, you can't help everybody. You can't be a jack of all trades and a master of none. It's one of those things where you really, what I tell people in the beginning is, you know, really figuring out who your ideal client is and talking to that person. You know, with when I talk about my fitness posts or I talk about my my journey and my struggle, I have a specific person in mind that I'm speaking to, which is the reason why I attract those, you know, my clients, my ideal client. And so um, over the years, being able to work with the end consumer, me, the person that, you know, wants to get healthy, wants to get fit to now transitioning into helping online coaches, um, I, you know, have been able to have a proven system that works to where I can, you know, work with online coaches now. Um, but first things first, it's identifying who your target audience is. Um, number two, it's um, really having systems in place that help you get there because, you know, what happens when, you know, more people start contacting you and you don't have systems in place, you're going to feel all over the place. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to remember to follow up with them or you're, um, you're going to forget to text or email. And without those systems, you really don't have something that's scalable. So, which leads me into the next systems turns into scalability and first and foremost is just, you know, adding great value to your client. The more value you can add to them, the more you show that you care and actually care. Don't just look at them as, you know, a number or a paycheck. Look at them as like, wow, I really want to help this person and it'll show and you'll keep those clients and you'll keep getting more clients because of it. I love that. That's great, great advice. And um, yeah, I guess I love those top three. So I guess those are your top three keys to yeah. a successful online business. Yeah, um, I love it. Amazing. And what do you personally use to like, keep track of everything? Um, you know, your online leads. Uh, how do you organize your programs, your systems, like you said? Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, especially if you're looking to start training some people online, um, I love having certain forms in place. So I use something called a WUFU. Um, it's W-U-F-O-O, WUFU form that allows me, I put it right on my Instagram and I'm able to track leads that way because everything goes to one place. So I get a lead pretty quickly. Um, I have it set up to where it's integrated to where I get notifications right away. So if someone um, fills out that intake form, and the reason I have that intake form is because it shows that they're serious. It asks a certain number, you know, a certain number of questions. Um, and if they get through the questions and I get that lead, I, I know that they're serious and they wanna talk. Um, so I get a notification right away on my phone, whether it's a text or an email. And I respond within an hour um, and I get them set up on a phone call. There was a time where I was probably talking anywhere from, gosh, six to eight people a day um, about their goals. I get them on the phone. That's a 30 minute consult where I talk about their goals and um, I really get in touch with, you know, as far as what I offer. Um, the reason I get them on the phone is, you know, online space can be very impersonal and I, there, there's a part of training that I miss with that one-on-one -on -one training. Um, I, I miss the one-on-one. -on -one. I miss the talk. I miss the interaction. And the online training space can be, there can be none of that, you know? And I know that a lot of coaches out there sign a client up and then never talk to them again. I am not like that at all. And the reason why I've been so successful is because I do have that accountability. So, and the reason why my closing rate is so good is because I do get them on the phone. I do talk to them in person 
and I figure out what they need. I feel like that is super important and there's not enough trainers out there doing that. Um, and so once I get them signed up, there's a process set in place to where, you know, things happen as soon as they sign up, whether they take, get a questionnaire, they get the login. I have an app. I use something called Trainerize, which is an amazing software tool for trainers. Um, you can set up group training through there. You can set up automations. You can set up programs, workouts. It's an amazing software that I use to keep all of my clients in one place. That's probably one of the main resources I've used um, that, uh, that I've upgraded over the years that has allowed me to really help my online training business flourish. Um, and then uh, they go through there. But first things first, you have to know what you want to sell. You know, do you want to do a three-month program? Do you want to do an online course? Do you want to have a private community group where people pay a membership? Um, you have to figure that out first and foremost before you start getting into it. Um, but that's all of those things has really allowed me to, you know, be able to offer premium pricing um, and really build an online business. Um, but yeah, when I work with my students, especially like my coaches who are fitness trainers, I always ask them like, you know, what are their goals? What is it that they want to do? Do they want to help a lot of people or do they want to work individually with people? Like, what are their goals? And I think that is so important to also figure out in the beginning because you may not want to spend time working with people individually, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, online training. Maybe you want to do group challenges. Maybe you want to have a membership site. So you got to figure that out first and foremost. And then also to um, be open to the idea that things are going to change. Maybe you start out training people one-on-one -on -one and you realize that you may not like it, you know, um, you have to be able to pivot throughout your career as well. And I pivoted dozens of times in my career and I've been okay with it because although it can be scary, sometimes people are afraid to make those changes. You have to do what you know you're going to excel at and what you know you are going to be happy with. So yeah, those are some things I definitely would focus on if you're a new coach wanting to train people. I love that. So mm -hmm. those, you know, those hit home. So, you know, you can't do everything. Um, mm -hmm. If you are looking to scale to the masses, do a group challenge. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to just focus on the one-on-one -on -one and you can't just do it all. Mm -hmm. um, so really finding your niche because the rich is in the niches, right? Yes, absolutely. Riches mm -hmm. are in the niches. Okay. Um, well, do you have anything else that you want to leave everyone with today, Felicia? Yeah, honestly, you know, everyone's journey is different. And I would just say if I could give any piece of advice is just to stop the comparison game. You know, everybody is on their own journey. And, you know, I'm all about respecting people's journey while I focus on mine. You know, you're going to get a lot more accomplished if you focus on your personal goals versus focusing on what others are doing uh, or, you know, succeeding with or not succeeding with. And I think that for me, the one thing that I've changed over the years and that what has helped with my own personal happiness is stop comparing and just, you know, focus on the things that I need to focus on. So, yeah. I love that. So, guys, you hear that? Stop comparing. Focus on you because all of you are great in your own way. Yes. And I will be sharing Felicia's information when I post this episode up on iTunes uh, along with her website and anything else uh, that you'd like me to post. And yeah, uh, we look forward to um, sharing everything with you that we talked about. Uh, again, um, this is Run With Allie Live. It is 
Tuesday, the 17th of September. And I will see you all at the same time, same place next week. Bye. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show, sharing fun running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you can connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button, Apple Podcasts, or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Ally Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, Sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Alley Live. See you next time.